You're listening to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Welcome back to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. My name is Timothy Meyer, joined as always by Dr. Konstantin Lukin. Today, we were fortunate to have Michelle Frankel on the call. Michelle is a matchmaker based out of New York City and Northern New Jersey. And we opened up a really great conversation about dating during the pandemic and identified lots of pros and cons to this new way of getting to know one another. Michelle offered lots of great insight that we think is extremely valuable to anyone looking to date during this time period. And we hope you enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back to the last session of the day with the site guys. Today, we have a very special guest, Michelle Frankel from New York City Matchmaking. Uh, welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, um, dating has changed after COVID. This is really on top of mind of a lot of the listeners and definitely some of the clients that we work with. What are your thoughts on that? Dating has changed dramatically. It's almost reverting back to the 1950s in a sense of Mm. fashion courtship because so much more is at stake, not only with people's health, but I think being alone for the last year has made people really prioritize what's important in their life, a work-life balance, Mm -hmm. as well as single individuals who are looking for that partner in life, really prioritizing what are the most important qualities that they need in a partner? Yeah, it's really easy for everyone to say, I want movie star looks and, you know, I want the fancy car, I want this and this and all these material possessions, whatever, that don't really matter at the end of the day. But really crystallizing what is essential for them to be happy in their life and for them to connect well with the partner. Huh. Wow, that's uh, that's definitely it's interesting that you say that going back to the 1950s, sort of that those uh, values that we we held, where uh, true emotional connection is at the forefront of how people are getting together. Yeah. Absolutely, it's like a courtship, and really finding deep down if there's a connection. Like conversation is mm-hmm. the new sense, which <laughs> is. Unbelievable, you know, because I think for quite a while, uh, a lot of people would jump into intimacy, physical mm-hmm. intimacy, really quickly. And now, because of health concerns, people are putting them in the back seat for a while and really trying to connect on a deeper level, which is amazing. Oh wow, hmm. that's that that is so interesting, Tim. I know you work with a lot of twenty-something-year-olds. Uh, kind of, what are your thoughts? What are you finding when you're working with people? Anything, um, anything that uh, comes to mind? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually kind of happy to hear that in 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 a way, um, because you know I, I've the, the the sort of like hookup culture where it almost seems like things are going backwards, right? Like people get together, they become intimate right away, and then they form an emotional connection. Um, and I've been hearing about that with all these younger younger people, and I'm like, that's gotta be so like that just seems, seems so backwards. So and then and then I hear this, you know, think about the pandemic, how people have to relate to each other on an emotional level. Well, they don't have to, but they're more, more likely to because of, because of health concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in a weird way, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I'm, I'm really happy about that. That sounds fantastic, right? Yeah, no, it, and it is great because when people get intimate so quickly, they often let that blind them mm-hmm. for other connections. That takes over. That becomes the driving force. And maybe other reasons they wouldn't be compatible, they forgive or overlook unacceptable connections or unacceptable behaviors that they might not otherwise put up with in a mate or a partner had they 
put the physical intimacy aside until they got to know them on a deeper level. So it, it is a really fascinating reverse going on right now. Hmm. And so, and how does that look like, especially during the pandemic and as people are coming out of it, is this more of a text messages going back and forth? Is this like a video conversation? Is it, well, how does it practically look like? So some of the listeners can kind of get a better sense of um, how that looks like today. Yeah, so everyone has their own comfort level, right? And mm -hmm. it really depends on who's in their bubble. And if there are people who have immune compromised, you know, scenarios where they have to be uber careful with their health mm -hmm. and other people who are single and living alone and maybe in their own individual bubble, they may be more carefree and say, you know what, I I'm, I'm okay. I'm risk averse, whatever. So it really depends. But the one thing that has changed dramatically, not only with work, right? Everyone's doing zoom conference calls, right. zoom telehealth, zoom, everything. There's zoom dating that right. really is, and it's a kind of efficient manner to see if there is a connection not only do you see if there a physical attraction mm -hmm. but can we connect can we laugh together is there something can we converse can we talk about important topics that and it, it's so interesting and fascinating because this computer between us allows people to be a little more bold may mm -hmm. i say sure might not be when they're at a table at a restaurant but it gives them an opportunity to ask the important questions and really target what's important to them, uh, such as, do you want a family? Do you want to get married? Like these are important questions for people who are really trying to figure out their futures and find a life partner. Wow, that is so fascinating because I was just thinking about how that works in therapy. And obviously we've been doing teletherapy for the past 18 months or so. I'm, people are starting to kind of trickle back in. But I, I'm actually thinking it's fascinating to hear because in therapy, generally, there's a lot of benefit of being in the room. And that vulnerability is really when two people are present together. Well, I, I definitely hear what, you, what you're saying in terms of if there's this kind of virtual space between us, it does allow me maybe to have a little bit more comfort to ask the difficult question to be myself that is wow that is so interesting it's definitely not what i would have expected to hear right? because no i mean it's tough to have those conversations and figure out does someone want to be in a committed relationship sure does someone want to truly get married are they commitment focused you know that's not something you ask that's appropriate to ask on a first or second or third date maybe fourth date third fourth date you get into deeper topics but when you're having this zoom date so to speak I don't know. There's a, there's something that allows people to kind of relax and ask deep questions they might not ask in person. Huh. Yeah, it, it it's it seems to me like people feel a little safer. Yes. Right? Like because there's that distance, I could take the risk to ask these uh, quote unquote deep questions, and if it doesn't go so great, well then whatever. Then I exit the Zoom call rather than being at a restaurant on a date and I ask someone if they want kids and they say no and then it's awkward and then I'm stuck there, right? So right. I it, it it sounds to me like like it's kind of twofold. There's there there's almost like a safety uh sense there. And also with the lack of the physical, it forces folks to be more emotional. That's absolutely. really interesting. It absolutely it's fascinating. And just going to a practical level mm -hmm. with dating there's all these things that your listeners should keep in mind because, you know, often, you know, we all use Zoom, but not everyone uses it. You want to 
it's just like dating in a restaurant in the sense mm-hmm. you want to project the best your yourself the best way. So you want to, you know, what I tell our clients is, you know, you want to angle the camera. So it's not looking at your head, right. at the, your head, right? <laughs> you want to make sure that it's angled in a certain way that's flattering. And if that means putting books on, fine, put, put your computer on books, right? Your background, Zoom has all these fake backgrounds that you can make look your apartment look really she she or whatever you want it to look like you you don't want to be sitting on your bed with a messy bedroom right. you know because people are going to be looking around in the background that's what they have to look at um you know it's what i've instructed or we've coached our clients to do especially when it's a second zoom date sometimes mm-hmm. people do a couple zooms before they meet in person is to do an activity together like a oh, wine wow. thing or a scotch or travel the world together or do there's all these kind of uh, Zoom programs you can do where it's a fun date. Wow, that that's amazing. Do you envision this kind of continuing as a trend where you get to get together in this way, develop this relationship, and then meet in person? Or do you foresee this well, not think, continuing? I think the answer is yes, I do see it continuing. For enough, and it really depends on the demographic. But I think for professionals who are extraordinarily busy, it is such a great screening mechanism to see if there's a physical attraction, if there is an emotional, and if there's an intellectual connection. And, you know, do it for a half an hour and then say, look, hey, yeah, let's go grab, let's meet up in person next week. You know, it's a great, I think it replaces the phone call altogether. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it kind of moves, there's no need for a phone call. You have it via video and you knock it up. Because I think sometimes speaking on the phone, People misjudge people, right? Sure. You don't see their body language and you can't see what their tone and their facial expression. So I think doing a video is so helpful. Wow, it's like a 1950s dating remade for 2021. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm thinking, and I'd like to pick your brain a little bit. So so there, there there's this kind of different levels I'm seeing of sort of... Um, uh, I, I feel like there's in-person and then there's like video chat and then there's maybe phone calls and then there's like the the texting or DMing or or, or, or Tinder and, and stuff like that, right? So maybe what I'm drawing from this is sort of like uh, if we're looking in, at that sort of tiered approach, it seems like tier two, uh, which is this Zoom sort of phenomenon because of COVID has been really effective. Um, what are your, What are your thoughts about sort of like maybe like like the lower connectivity of sort of like the dms the texting the the the, uh tinder sort of stuff in this pandemic so tinder and all the online dating we could talk i kind of put that separate Uh texting you know the point of online dating as far as i'm concerned is to get offline right because you you don't want to become a pen pal what's the point of that's not getting anyone to their goal of actually connecting so i'm a big fan of online dating i think everyone who is single should be doing online dating unless you can't for some reason it's lowest hanging fruit, right? It's marking yourself while you're sleeping. Why not do it? I'm not saying you've got to do it smart. Otherwise it's exhausting and it's a full-time job and not everyone represents themselves honestly. So there are some downsides, but I think overall it's, it's a great platform to use. Why not? However, the point is to get offline once you connect with someone online. The texting I'm not a fan of at all. There are too many misinterpretations and people, you know, 
hey, hey, I think texting should be used for, hey, thinking of you or the directions are or your address is. I just think there are too many misinterpretations that go on. You can't hear tone. And unfortunately, I think it causes a lot of issues between couples. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I uh, I work extensively with couples and forget about people who don't know each other. I see people have been together for 20 years who are like, what did my wife mean by that? Like, that seems very aggressive, right? And then we spend the whole session talking about, well, let's figure it out. Maybe you could talk to her in person, figure out what she actually meant. So I, I totally hear you on that. And actually, what I've even kind of transferred over to doing when I... Uh, want to connect with someone, I do a voice message where ah, okay. you can just leave, so at least they can hear your tone. So I, I think it's better than just a text, uh, which is nice to hear someone's, you know, you press the button and you say a message and you send it to them. So you're, again, you're not calling them, but you know what really stands out? I tell my clients, mm-hmm. old fashioned phone call. Who does right. that anymore? Twenty right? <laughs> <laughs> something to actually pick up the phone and call. It's like something's wrong, right? right? Why would you actually call someone? But I always tell clients, you know what? That's how you stand out. You know, if you actually picked up the call for ten minutes and just connected with someone, that's how you're going to stand out versus. Wow. Wow. And I'm, I'm also thinking that you know, texting didn't exist in the in the fifties. Right. You know? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. What about, so, I mean, as, as you can imagine, Tim and I and some of the other clinicians here, we work extensively with people who are single. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any just two, three pointers that are listeners and some maybe for us, for Tim and I to consider when we work with clients, something that uh, tangible we could take away? Absolutely. So I think... The number one overarching thing is if you're single and you're doing the same thing, rev it up, right? You've got to do something new because clearly all too often when I meet with clients during a consultation, they're like, yeah, I'm with the same 10 people I've always been with. Well, you know what? If you're in the same posse you've always been with, the chances are you're not going to get out and meet new people. The one is change things up. You know, mm-hmm. go to a new gym, hang out with hanging out with your married friends, although that's nice. That's you're not going to meet new people. Go to a restaurant alone. Go to a bar alone. Meetup.com, I think, is great, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're doing something that's your interest. So, you know, I always tell our women clients, don't go to a knitting club or don't go to a yoga club, but go hiking. Do something where there's going to be both men and women there, do something outdoors, do something active. So any meetup group is great. There is a place up in upstate New York called Total Tennis. So if you're a tennis fan, go away for the weekend for two days, play tennis. And it's very much like a dirty dancing kind of resort where mm. I don't work for them. By the right, way. Right, right. <laughs> but I've been there 10 years and it's a great low key place where you could go play tennis. And there's other people from the New York area who go up there and it's casual and fun. And you never, even if there's not someone there, it's a whole, it's like 60 new people you just met and hung out with. So it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. to dating's like networking, right? It's like finding a job and it's six degrees asking right. your friends of friends who do they know you know and of course if you go up to someone and say hey come on you got to know one great person that puts the person on the spot and they're like you want me to come up with a human that has a beating heart are you crazy if you it maybe approach it differently and say 
can you help me brainstorm of ways I could potentially meet? It's a different ask. So therefore, people are like, huh, let me play matchmaker and let me come up with some ideas. Um, so I think between meetup, your friends and family, doing something new, online dating is an absolute must. Uh, these are great ways uh, to potentially, and right now is the best time because who knows what the winter is going to bring COVID and the Delta, getting out there. And uh, this is a great time to be dating. You're busier than ever. Oh, I, I, I could imagine, especially coming out of COVID. I get, one thing that comes to mind, just thinking out loud here and some of the clients that I've seen in the past, you know, they've obviously done the I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the more traditional route nowadays, which is kind of online dating, uh, mm -hmm. and they haven't had the the success or of, of what they want. You know, I, I see several people, both men and women, that are just not having success, uh, be it through, I think, through Tinder, where you have to like swipe right to agree, or just in general, not getting enough um, uh, messages to be invited mm -hmm. for a conversation. Uh, what do you, is there a particular suggestion that you could make for, for somebody like that? Is it really just kind of going through some of the things that you just mentioned? Is there, I'm sure some of the clients come your way because they're just tired on being on the apps and say, I'm just maybe not getting the people that I want, or maybe just not getting anybody. And they're just, uh, I know from personal experience with some of the clients, they're just exhausted. Yeah. So people do come to us because we do a bespoke personalized process where we really get to know our clients and then we're their headhunter and we vet people and screen people and we're really a targeted approach kind of taking away the online dating where they have to date numbers, right? Online dating is a number. But for your clients who do online dating, because again, I am a fan, you know, we provide online dating assistance and also we do personalized matchmaking. If for those who do online dating, you want to do it smart. That's the takeaway. So how do you do it smart, right? One, you need to have amazing photos. Now, these aren't glamour shot photos. These are photos that are either taken by a photographer or a good friend who's a great photographer that are natural, but your best angle of yourself. Having a picture of you and 20 people doesn't do any good for the person on the other side. I don't know who you are, right? 10 people. It should only be you. I don't need to see pictures of food or your pet. Yeah, it's lovely, but I just want to see a full-length picture of you, a face shot of you, and you doing something interesting, which I call a conversation starter. So by having like three great pictures, that's really all you need. They all need to be taken in the last year or two or three, not five to 10 years ago. They need to be clear and they need to be visible, not sunglasses. Come on, people connect through the eyes. So being able to see beautiful eyes really helps. So having great photos is important. Two, that blur, people write a few sentences, whether it's an app or if it's more traditional like a match.com. You know, you don't want to be a victim saying, I can't believe I'm doing this. You really want to be positive and have something witty and engaging in conversation starters. You know, after a while, you see the same thing over and over. I can wear jeans and a tux and a dress and whatever. You know, I go casual and fancy and I like to travel. Everyone has a passport, right? I'd rather someone start their sentence saying, I love avocados. 
because that's going to stick out and that's different or Batman's my favorite. Just do something unique that shows something about your personality. So having your blurb or sentences really reveal something that's witty and engaging and light and bright and optimistic versus negative or pessimistic or I can't believe I'm doing this or something that shows you've been hurt, you don't want to do that. And then finally, the algorithms. The computer is not a matchmaker like myself. There is not a personal person vetting and screening people. So you need to ensure that the algorithms are optimized, that you come in searches that people are searching for, and that you look for a wide range because people's benchmark on politics, on body type, Uh, all differs. What actually someone might be average size. I don't know what's an average size, but let's say a woman's size eight, six, I don't know. And, but other people consider that slender. So really putting, you know, figuring out and let the pictures do the talking, but make sure you come up in the searches. And that's the most important thing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I know I just gave a lot Those of also, And they sound, <laughs> they sound great. <laughs> um, I, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely something that I hope some of our listeners can benefit. And I guess if, if, if some of the listeners are interested, is there a particular place they can go to learn a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, so we have two offices, one in New York City um, by Bryan Park on mm-hmm. 24th and 6th, and one in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Our website is nycitymatchmaking.com and newjerseymatchmaking.com. I'm Michelle Frankel. They could Google my name as well. And I uh, would love to meet with them. Yeah, that, that would be great. I mean, I know I could I could imagine some of the listeners and some of our, our clients and patients would definitely sometimes benefit from services like that because it is it is difficult out there. I mean, I, I've been married for a while and, uh, you know, I don't really remember uh, that sort of internet dating or anything like that. That's kind of after I was off the market, if you will. So that's, uh, you know, it's definitely, I, I could, in, in a way, when I hear the struggles of some of the clients that they, I just tried this and I tried that and I'm not getting anywhere and I don't have, I have a full-time job. I can't commit another full-time job to this. And, and the sort of the, the, the level of frustration that some of our clients are experiencing, my, my heart goes out to them because all they want is to have a close, intimate connection with another person. And it just, I just feel so bad about that. Sometimes it does take, I don't know, months and months and months before you can even go on a date. Yeah, years even. And years. Um, the good thing is going back to the original comment about reverting back to the 1950s courtship is that in years past, what I've heard from our clients is that it's a hamster wheel approach, right? This online dating, swipe, swipe, mm-hmm. steam. Everyone's looking for that rush, you know, to get chosen or to be chosen or swiped and get that confirmation. And, you know, that's exciting for a second, but it gets old really quickly. And so now with people being more selective in who they want to spend their time with and more targeted, um, I think it's a really good time to be online um, and people are not as much doing that throwing spaghetti on the wall approach and they're being more selective. And that's because both of COVID times of their health and really 
crystallizing what's important for them in a partner. I think over the last year, a lot of people have been lonely and they've really given a lot of thought as to what really, really matters in their partner. And they've come up with that list, you know, having like five must have and three Mm non-negotiables. This is what is essential for me to be happy. And I think um, that's a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Just because it seems like they know what they want and they're more streamlined in the way they're going to approach it. It just kind of one thing that comes to my mind is that I've also noticed the same uh, trajectory for clients when they're looking for therapists before they would call in i just need to talk to somebody but now given that you know tim and i both um screen phone calls when they come in people are a lot more i don't know a better word to say than educated about the mental health process so they ask for specific things it's so interesting to hear that they're doing the same thing in dating they're Mm -hmm. discerning when they call you Mm -hmm. they make sure that you're the right partner for them to take care and that they're going to feel in a safe place, you know, and that they're going to feel comfortable. And this is a journey they can take with you guys. Wow. It's just so exciting to hear about having engaged, thought out clients who are, who know what they're looking for. It's just that, I don't know, I guess as a clinician, it's a, it's very exciting to hear. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it too. You know, when, when there's an educated uh, client, it's amazing, right? Yeah. And, and I'm just going to piggyback on something that was said before. I think, um, I've heard a lot of folks feel very um, discouraged by this pandemic mm-hmm. and everything that, that that we're talking about right now. I, I, I think that it's uh, kind of, kind of shining, shining light a little bit differently. Like, Hey, actually like th- this might be the best time ever for someone to take that step. If they're a little anxious or nervous, worried, whatever. Um, and, and they might have a thought process of like, Oh, I can never meet someone now. You know, basically everything that I'm hearing is, is, is on the contrary, which I think, I think is a really, really great message for people who are, who are thinking about it or struggling with this. Absolutely. Like I think last March when this all started, right. Um, in 2020, uh, people, people were a little freaked out and they're like, oh, you know, especially in our, you know, we have so many overachiever types in the Northeast, you know, and they, focus on their education and getting their job. And then they're like, okay, the time. They're like, my green light's on, it's time for me to find that partner. And all of a sudden, a year gets knocked out of their life. This was their year to find their significant other, date, get married, start a family. And wait a minute, it it messed up the timeline, so to speak. But I think the shining light here is that it's just changed the approach. It's made it more targeted, more selective. Uh, Yeah, so the approach is different. I think what has gone away is the carelessness with dating. And there's more of a respect that goes on with dating now and more focus and concentration and really focusing on what matters. So I do think it's great time for dating, Um, especially if you're of the mindset like, I want to find my life partner. If you're from the mindset, like, I want to date a million people, maybe it's not a great time. Right. <laughs> if you're of the mindset, um, you know, I really want to be selective and find that partner, I think it's a great time to date. 
and and I really love uh, hearing you guys talk about it because it's sort of it's taking a difficult circumstance, but at the same time, uh, parsing through and figuring out what people really need and making the best of it to move forward. I'm just such a big fan of looking at these wonderful opportunities d- during difficult times and actually pushing the envelope even further. Yeah. And it's so great. You know, all the success stories we've heard about people coming together, you know, the first day it might've been on zoom and they've gotten comfortable. Then they mean they go outside and they go walk in the park, right? It's, it's not about fancy dates, you know, or trying to impress someone. It's really bringing it to basics, which is what good relationships are based on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone's taking dates in the park, you know, uh, picnics in the park. How how great is that? You know, really just using the art of communication and also fun people watching, you know, take a date in Central Park and, you know, there's so much to see and do. I was was about to say, talk about a picturesque July, August in Central Park sort of a date in the middle of the park overlooking, uh, you know, the New York City skyline. That sounds pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Michelle, for stopping by. This was really definitely riveting and exciting to hear, and especially the idea that people are becoming more educated consumers, be it of therapy or be it of your services. This is uh, really exciting. So thanks again for stopping by. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, both of you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This has been the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. See you next time.